They don't care about anything else. One concept is the light around which their solar system revolves, and everything else is swallowed in darkness. The noble demons do not hate humanity. Quite the opposite. They do not even notice our existence. As long as their own obsession keeps burning, what happens to us is immaterial, however tragic. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I am your host, your king, the center of the universe. It's me, Cat. Hi, Cat. Hello, Cat. Hey, everybody. Howdy. <laughs> With me for this intro, Kirsten's here. Howdy. I am. Jumping the queue as usual. <laughs> My very special helper. Indeed. Indeed. Kirsten's excited. That's how it is. I, That's I just, how it is. I just, yeah. I'm like, you know, when, when the puppy's like, hello, hey, that's me. <laughs> I just want to meet everybody. <laughs> Slightly less excitable, but still very glad to be here. It's Kathleen. Hello. How much do you love the listeners, Kathleen? Oh, man, a lot, right? Yeah, so much. I'm coming to the listeners from my new studio. It's exciting. It's a beautiful space. We've seen the photos. Who has seen the photos, you ask? Nick has seen the photos. I have seen the photos. It is a very cool space. How are you doing, bud? Uh, well, other than being mad at my toast that I dropped on the floor, pretty good, actually. <laughs> You're still mad about that? Did it, did it drop butter side down? I, look, I dropped four <laughs> pieces of toast under my car. I'm going to be mad about that all day. Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're doing one of those breakfast recordings. <laughs> Speaking of breakfast tragedies, Dylan. Dylan is here as well. I'm here, indistinctly waffleless. Mm. We're happy to have you with or without waffles, Dylan. Well, that's one of us. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party was trying to find their way to the Lady of the River's origin to see what they could do about purging the contagion that had infected Penelope. On the way, however, Penelope began to hear the whispers of the Ash Duke, telling her that the lady at the river's origin would drown her all the way to death. And she didn't like this idea, and she did very much believe the demon voices, so she bailed. She just bailed? Ran away. She just ran away. And so we return to our party, standing on the ground, watching as Penelope and Pollyanna take to the sky. Party would do. Well, not passively watching. Cobb is running after them. <laughs> yeah. Theo is following after Ira, who was sent to follow yes. Penelope. It was well ahead of you. Yes. So I guess Tissa sighs and like watches the other three take off, the other five take off. There's a lot of people taking off. And she sort of slumps and, like, stretches and follows off afterward. <laughs> okay. Oh, Kirsten. Yes? You're up in the sky. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling a sense of urgency. And I'm just booking it. However, I'm feeling like Polly is getting more and more 
unwilling to help me fly as I get closer and closer to a place she does not want to be. Yeah. She's actively like looking back. She's looking back at the party. She's nipping at my hair that's slowly going more and more possessed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, get rid of it. Get it away. And I think at one point she eventually just full on rebels. She gives a header toss and she descends into a clearing and just starts shaking her head. Just no, no, we're not. Polly, we can't. Polly, we have to go. We can't. Polly, Polly, come on, come on. She is not taking off. She plants her hooves and she gives you that face she gives you. Fine. Fine, betray me like everyone else. Go. I don't need you anymore anyway. And Penelope starts running. So Penelope takes off running. And the rest of the party is very soon greeted by an extremely upset cloud elk who lands in front of them and I think lands in front of Tissa. I think Tissa's mm. the one Polly understands the most, weirdly. If anyone could be said to... <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Tissa gets Polly along just, with everybody. Yeah, Tissa gets along with everyone. And Polly just starts, like, nudging at Tissa and, like, pulling on her hat and mm. stamping, stamping what? extremely anxiously. Where, what's, mm, where did Red go? Why did Red go? She uh. seems really upset. <sighs> Tissa is going to roll sensitivity tracking. Mm-hmm. One success, two edge successes, and a four. One success is enough because there is just a slight white glow from Ira, who is also hot on Penelope's trail. So between that and Polly knowing pretty much where, Paul, where Penelope went, yeah, you can follow her. You almost did it. I almost <laughs> did it. Still Kirsten's fault if I do it. It's <laughs> I mean, I am the one that gave both Penelope and Polly names that are we knew right as I named them. <laughs> we knew it. So what are the woods like as we go whatever direction that we're going? Are we going deeper into woods? Are we going out of the woods? Are we going uphill, downhill? We are going I'm going to say downhill. The woods are thinning out a little bit. We're moving away from the mountain. Hmm. Yeah, Dylan, you can still see the light coming from your extremely well-behaved familiar. <laughs> Good. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm in hot pursuit. He takes note of the separation of Polly and Penelope and is a little more irritated than before now and starts picking up the pace. I mean, the good news is she can't fly. Kirsten, the bad news is you can't fly. All right. Um, I'm going to roll a daring athletics to charge forward. Um, I was okay. briefly thinking like, oh, should I do a subtlety to like, no. No. <laughs> Penelope's not trying to go through the woods subtly. She's just booking it. Okay. And that is three successes and an itch. Penelope fast. Mm. Keep the edge success and you'll be surprised later. <laughs> oh, you know it. <laughs> okay. All right, party. The difficulty to catch up to Penelope is four. Well, Cobb is also pretty good at daring athletics, so he is booking it as fast as he can, but 
I guess we'll see if his bulk impedes him in the forest. Yep. Well, Cobb got three successes and two edge successes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you keep the edge successes, you will catch Penelope. That is for surezies. I am keeping the edge successes. Dylan, you had something? I was going to ask if I could um, roll an understanding tactics to try and cut Penelope off being more familiar with the area than her. I was actually about to propose something along those lines because you definitely have a lower difficulty because you know the area. Absolutely. Perfect. Um, What's a good consequence for Cobble? Ooh. Ooh, actually, can I have a surprise ready? (laughs) No, okay. Yeah, you know what? If you keep the edge successes, Penelope will know you are coming and have time to prepare. Uh, Cobb has one subtlety, so yes. (laughs) All right. Okay. So, Dylan, that tactics roll. That's four successes, one edge success. The difficulty was three for you because you know the area. So, yeah, four successes will do the trick. We don't need to worry about the edge. So, Kathleen. Mm Mm-hmm. Thoughts, questions, concerns? What's Tissa doing? I think that Tissa is watching Cobb head off in one direction and Theo head off in the other direction. And she was kind of bringing up their beer anyway because she got a slow start. And how about an understanding tracking? Because... Clearly some sort of, like, wolf tactics are being used by us right now, so she has to fit into that. (laughs) Okay. All right. Understanding tracking. I like that. Wolf tactics. Oh, wow. Five successes. Everybody's rolling hot right (laughs) now. Good job, Tissa. Everybody's rolling so good. Yeah, you know exactly where Penelope's gone. You know exactly what Theo is up to. For an outsider to this area... You have an excellent idea of the direction you need to go. I think that maybe Tissa is moving along with Pollyanna. Yeah, I was actually just about to say, as you take your direction, Pollyanna follows you. And I think that Tissa is like saying occasional things to Polly that don't really amount to much, but like they both went this way. We're going this way. Red went that way. Red... And, like, it's hard to tell whether or not Pollyanna understands you. Every so often when you say red, she makes a little snort. (laughs) So it's possible that she understands you're talking about Penelope and is mad at her, which sounds about right. Justifiable. Justifiable right about now. So, Kirsten, I would like you to make me a sensitivity tactics roll, please. Okay. I do not have tactics anymore, so straight sensitivity. Penelope's great at that. (laughs) Ah, one success, actually. One success is not enough. Ooh, okay. A white silhouette bursts out of the undergrowth and leaps on you. (laughs) Ow! Hey, Dylan. Yes. Care to take the reins from here? Oh, I would love to. Theo just emerges from the brush, and as soon as he gets line of sight on Penelope, stabs his glaive into the ground, and does that thing that you do when you're, like, running downhill really fast, where he just starts sliding on the balls of his feet, and 
throws like off his cloak so that he's just in his sleeveless like black tank top and just sucker punches Penelope across the cheek as hard as he can. Ow, get off, get off me, get off me. Penelope is struggling. And there is a white hellhound attached to your leg right now. (sighs) And she's howling and seems like a wild animal in rage. Her eyes are bloodshot. Her hair is jet black and kind of ethereal at the ends looking like smoke. And she's covered in sweat like she's suffering from a bad fever. And she does not look good. Oh, how much damage do I take for the hound? Um, the hound is mostly restraining you at this point. Ah. Does Theo have melee weapons? Nope, just mid-range weapons. Okay. So I'm going to say Penelope takes a damage from being sucker punched. Okay. Cool. Ow. Theo's not a trained punchman, but it does hurt. It's more, it's the gesture. It's yeah. not about the effect. <laughs> it's the spirit of the thing, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cobb bursts out of the trees and sees this particular scene. What was waiting for Cobb, though? That's a good question. Oh, yeah, Kirsten. Mm-hmm. As you are reeling from this strike, you do hear Cobb barreling through the undergrowth. Um, can I use one of the... I guess, are we in, com- are we in, in combat? You know what? Let's do some tactics rolls. Everybody, except Kirsten. <laughs> hey, listener. We're doing an experiment. I have created a combat encounter and I am handing the reins to Kirsten. I'm still the GM, but it is Kirsten versus everybody. So everybody, can I get adaptability tactics rolls to build the pool? Can do. Kirsten is going to start by using a move because of those edge successes that Cobb kept. Ah, there we go. Cobb got a success and an edge success. Okay. Rolled a lot of fours. Just an edge success from Tessa. Uh, Yeah, I rolled a single success. Okay, so we either have two or we have four. If we keep the four, I'm going to let Kirsten do two things. My impulse is uh, just let her do one thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it'll shake out to be about the same anyway. So yeah, let's just stick with the two. Stick with the two, okay. Kirsten, you get to take one move before the party gets their turn. Um, so Penelope collects herself enough to raise her bow and take a warning shot at Cobble. Okay, so let's see. The difficulty to avoid warning shot is two. Uh, Cobb catches the arrow in his Uh, hand. Sharp side first. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) The effect of warning shot is that a player can't roll daring this round. (laughs) So are you spending the two to avoid that effect? Yeah, we'll say we'll spend the two to avoid the effect because catching an arrow sharp side first is pretty daring. Just keeps direct (laughs) eye contact with Penelope. You've you've got the pool to zero, so I can't vouch for the effectiveness of this, but it is great. Hey, hey, no. (laughs) Can I get a sensitivity riding roll from Tissa before the party starts? Mm -hmm. Oh, three successes. Tissa is apparently keyed into Polly. Yeah, Polly will absolutely take you to the scene. She kind of 
crouches a little bit so it's easier for you to get up on her back and she takes to the sky, flies for what seems like seconds, but covers far more ground than you could on foot Mm -hmm. and alights at the edge of the clearing to let you off. Thank you. She doesn't mounted combat trust you, but she will... Right. She wants you to get to Penelope and help her. Well, and Tissa doesn't know about riding. Yeah. Does Tissa look like she's ever had any amount of money ever? This is, this is absolutely true. <laughs> so, Party, it is your turn. Kat, can I ask a question? Absolutely. Can I get the spell pieces for the area? The spell pieces are fire, warning, water, life, and clear. Okay. Thank you. No problemsies. I need a moment to think, so if anyone else knows what you want to do. Uh, yes, Cobb is going to uh, build some pool. He is going to use understanding humanity and his key of benevolence to basically try and talk Penelope down. Okay. It's not nice to shoot your captain in the hand, but that's not what's important right now. What's important is we get this taken care of. It's not nice to plan to drown people. We're not my captain going. Captains don't drown people. Trust <laughs> Give me. Give me that roll, Nick. <laughs> Penelope, I will never let you drown. I've spent my entire life as a sailor. I am very good at keeping people from drowning. You also probably are very good at knowing how to get people to drown. Two sides of a coin. <laughs> <laughs> Just got you there. <laughs> Roll me some dice, please, big guy. Ooh, that was a pretty bad roll. That was, I guess Cobb is feeling a little lightheaded from uh, having an arrow through his hand. That is only two successes. I guess Tissa's at the edge of the conversation and is just going to be like, no, seriously, like, what is going on? And I think that that's (laughs) a daring humanity for the pool. Okay, give it to me. Three successes. I'm not sure. I just know that my friend told me that I can't go to the river. I can't trust anyone. I can only trust only trust my friend. They're the ones who care if I drown. They're the ones who care. No one else cares. No one. Even Polly doesn't care anymore. Stamps at this. She's furious. <laughs> All right, Dylan, where are we at? Theo's impatient. He's going to jump on... Penelope and try and wrestle her to the ground and pin her. Okay. Are you trying to advance the pool by restraining her and stopping her from attacking, or are you trying to... Yep, uh, yep. I'm just going to try and... I'm going to try and restrain her so that she can stop resisting and maybe actually listen to someone who can know how to talk to her, because that's definitely not Theo. I believe that's Daring Athletics. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'm super good at that, I bet. (laughs) I'm going to use my key of pride because I'm just like so over this and also upset about my punch not doing anything. And I need <laughs> to regain at least a little bit of worth. And Penelope is, uh, I believe, based on the descriptions we've given, larger than Theo. Probably. Yeah. That's a success. Okay. Your friends are trying to talk to you. Theo is latched onto you and trying to force you to the ground. So is Theo's dog. So is Theo's dog. This is true. Penelope closes her eyes and actually goes still for a moment and just whispers to herself, no one understands, no one understands. Help me, please help me. And she's going to use Seed 
you can avoid this by spending two. This is going to advance Penelope's corruption level. By the way, there's a mechanic in this fight called corruption level. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Should I assume that it is another like five step track? No, uh, this is a 10 step track. Ah, okay. She's not starting at zero. Mm-hmm. I guess we have to see what happens. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of do want to see what happens. <laughs> okay. So the party is allowing seeds to happen. It's better drama this way. We're, we're thinking of you, the listener. <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly you see this, you know what, not really hot asphalt on a really hot summer day, that haze? That kind of starts emanating off Penelope and heat and sparks kind of rise from her back and dark shadowy snakes slither from the undergrowth and um, she, her hair, if it is even possible, becomes even more inky black. And um, her eyes go more bloodshot and wild. And she is listening more and more to the Duke now. And her corruption has increased by one. Should I tell them what the corruption is at, or? Yes, actually, I'm gonna say that if the corruption level reaches 10, Penelope's beyond saving, and you will no longer be able to advance redirect. Right now, corruption level is at four. Yes. You have two more moves this round, Kirsten. Mm. Ooh. I'm going to use Infect Atmosphere. Okay. So some of those snakes that had come out of the underbrush, they circle around Penelope and dissolve into the ether. You can hear their hissing. Until Penelope's next round, anytime someone scatters, they take damage equal to the scatter gained. Or you guys can spend three to stop this from happening. And we have, what, five? You have got six right now. Okay, we should probably spend three seeing as Tissa is the big magic person and this is going to really... And so is Theo for that matter. Yeah, so we should we should probably spend some points so that way we don't just take a ton of damage from spell friends. Okay. So the party, uh, I think, like, Penelope's physically restrained right now because Theo's just honor and... As the snakes begin to dissolve, that buys enough time for Cobb to just chop them before they can infect. Yeah, like Cobb and Tissa are both sort of just like reflexively going after them. Yeah, Cobb is just stepping on them. Okay, very good, very huge. <laughs> just boom, boom. <laughs> Last move for Kirsten. I think Penelope is just gonna try to get out of the restraints. Can you go up to the special rules and the first line of the special rules? Uh. Regular stats. Ah, yes. Okay, then I will use something different. Because I was like, I'm not sure if I can use this thing if I'm restrained. Can I use the Wings of Wickedness while I'm restrained? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You being restrained isn't like a stat thing. That's just an advantage they have in the pool. Okay. That's what the advantage... It's a flavor on the advantage pool. Cool, okay. So Penelope howls. Let's sort a pained howl shriek. It has weird harmonics in it as she, like, doubles over and these black wings with embers shoot out of her shoulder blades. And um, she is going to try to take to the sky with the wings of wickedness. Yeah, that is three to avoid. If you do not, you won't be able to advance outlast next round. Hmm. Should we interpret destroy as fighting Penelope directly outlast as like avoiding harm coming to 
any of the four of us and redirect as doing the cleansing, like... What I've written here is that to complete the destroy track is to defeat Penelope in combat. To complete redirect is to purify Penelope or at least convince her to sit still and rejoin the party. To advance outlast is to escape from Penelope and leave her behind. Okay. I'm not worried about advancing outlast right now. Yeah, neither. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we can all agree on that one. So everybody's favorite winged archer returns to her place in the sky. <laughs> Tissa, like, looks up and, like, sort of squints with the bright light against the sun and is sort of torn between, oh, this is kind of cool and, oh, this is very scary. <laughs> I don't need you anymore, Polly. See, I can do it all on my own. I can do it all. <laughs> these, <laughs> these wings are not particularly strong and you can feel that they can only hold you up there for a limited time. Okay. What is the cost to advance redirect? Four. Okay. I've got a spell that I could cast but I don't know what the rest of y'all's plans are. Uh, Kyle was going to try and just put some more in the pool. Okay. And Theo was going to use a familiar assist thing. Cool. Nice. All right. All right. Cobb is going to use adaptability humanity because the things are getting a little out of control for him, so he's kind of having to try to think on his feet here. Oh, okay, you can fly now. That's that's fine. We can we can talk about this later. Just come come down here. <laughs> the time for talking is done. <laughs> You're gonna have to try a little harder to convince me of that. God, you watch too many cartoons, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little. <laughs> Two successes. Two successes into the pool brings it to five. Okay, Tissa is going to take one from the pool and use three scatter and one into the assist pool to cast Starlight Warning. Tissa's going to like grip on her spear with both hands and sort of like lean on it a little bit as she focuses really hard and sort of an image of the cleansing moon kind of pops into Penelope's mind. And like Penelope feels as opposed to the warm heat that's exciting her right now, feels cold moonlight being like, hey, hey, maybe you should think for a second. Love that very much. Kirsten, that also bumps your corruption level down. Down to three. Her flight falters, sort of can't seem to support herself much in the air. Because I am kind of running bit low on scatter. I'm gonna have Ira assist me with regaining some again. Okay. Because I need to be able to do magic. So I'm gonna regain two scatter and take one to my assist pool. So like before, like a faithful dog depositing the ball in your hand, you can feel Ira bringing back pieces of Theo that have been lost to the environment. Good dog. Excellent dog. Uh-oh, it's Kirsten's turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Penelope, she's very confused, and the cool cleansing power of that moon in her mind is fighting with the seething heat that comes from the Duke. So she again kind of closes her eyes and goes still and calls out to the Duke again, being like, I I think I'm losing my way. I don't I don't know what to do. 
You have to help me. And is going to use seeds one more time. Okay, so that would be in order to keep Kirsten at the current corruption level, we can prevent seeds by spending two, or we can let it happen. What's everybody's plans for next turn? You've got four. I was going to consider doing some more magic. Mm. Possessed Penelope gets, what, two more actions after this? Yes. Mm. So we prevent the climb, or should we try and build up to move one of the tracks? I'm worried about what the other moves are. So it sounds like we're going to hang on to our assist pool then, everybody? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're preventing... Nope. Nope, They're letting you see. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Okay. Sometimes you just have to let them get it out of their system. (laughs) Sometimes you just have to let them kind of tucker themselves out. So now that she's been centered again by the Duke, she pulls out her arrow, or her bow one last time, and is going to aim to shoot at Theo with shot with intent. Okay. Eliana. So it's two for two here. Theo takes two damage or we spend two from the advantage pool. I would rather take the hit. Okay. Uh, Can we spend one from the pool that Cobb can take the hit? (laughs) (laughs) That's bold. (laughs) You just love arrows. I'm going to do that thing again and grab the arrow. The other hand is feeling lonely. (laughs) He sort of dives for it and catches it in like the arm. I think this is something that I need to make structured rules for. And that's, uh, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Let me just uh, write in my notes here, make rules for Cobb nonsense. (laughs) Cobb, I guess, is trying to be a member of Teen Girl Squad. (laughs) Getting arrowed. But um, I believe as GM, I am going to allow this. So we're going to bump the pool down to three. Cobb is going to get in the way, take two damage. That wasn't meant for you. Be nice to our guest. (laughs) Guest? Technically, you're all his guest. (laughs) I'm nobody's guest. I go where I want to go. I do what I want to do. Uh, you have one more thingy. What What do? I'm going to try to infect the atmosphere again. So some of those snakes start circling around Penelope again, and they start dissolving into the ether. That one, I'm reminding you, is three to avoid. I don't like that one. You weren't meant to like that one. Yeah, that kind of messes with my whole <laughs> my whole schemes. We, we do have enough to prevent it. Yeah. So let's prevent that. So so the, the pace of the combat so far, in my mind, is like Penelope is doing a thing, like shoots at somebody, and then everyone like takes a break to like wrestle with snakes for a little bit, and this has happened <laughs> twice now. Like whack-a-mole, boom, boom, boom. Ira's just like ripping them apart, just like. Many snakes, handle it. <laughs> Cobb's collecting arrows. My snakes! No! (sighs) They're not your snakes. They're not even snakes! (laughs) Okay, party. Party, you've survived a Penelope turn. All right. People can feel free to take their actions. I just want to get a thing out of the way before Cobb moves. Theo is not happy about Cobb taking an arrow for him. He 
ducks under Cobb's shoulder and reaches up and like grabs the place where the arrow took and he just says, sorry, and just kind of gets some of Cobb's blood on his hand and then steps away and breaks for his glaive. And then I will do a thing after. Mm. You said you were going to do some magic. Yeah. Would any of my spell pieces be useful to you? That may very well be the case. Um, So I'll tell you just right away what I was going to do. I was going to cast Seeing Life, and I was going to give Penelope a bit of perspective. Oh, nice. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Eh. I don't know if any of my words, like, really make that a more interesting spell right now. That's fine. Cobb wants to go first so that we can put some points in the pool just in case you need them. Go for it. All right, Cobb is going to use Sensitivity Humanity now that he's had a couple of um, close calls. Penelope, I don't... Look, I'm not your dad, but I don't think he would appreciate you doing this right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no! You anything. You know nothing. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I'm not your dad, but... He's invoked the specter of your dad. <laughs> but while we're here, I am your captain. Uh, you don't... I don't have a captain anymore. I don't have to listen to anybody anymore. <laughs> this feels great. Thirteen, 13-year-old home alone at night, eating all of the snacks in the cupboard. Communing with a snake demon. Mm-hmm. You I can know. do whatever I want. Parents are on vacation. Yeah, you know. Parents are on vacation. I can do all of the snake arson I want to. (laughs) (laughs) Dice, please. Two successes. Oh, two successes. Great. So there's two successes in the pool. Cobb has successfully reminded you that actually your father would probably be pretty upset with this behavior right now. (laughs) Two successes and an edge from Tissa on understanding humanity. She's trying to get a bead on like what she does know about Penelope and like what a better thing might be than like yelling about dads. Okay. Do you want to offer anything, Kirsten, or do you just want to let me do something when there's something to say? Sure. Penelope's soft spot is her siblings. She feels real responsible for them and it would really hurt her if she couldn't see them again or be there for them again and watch them grow up. Um, if you keep that edge success, I'm going to advance the corruption level. Uh, no thanks. Tissa, you've put together what you know about Penelope and the things that you've seen Penelope do and the people she cares about. Her horrible siblings are very important to her as the alpha sibling. As the er sibling. <laughs> the er sibling. I mean, it's very important they know I'm the alpha sibling. I mean, that's that's just... <laughs> Ghost without saying. <laughs> Kirsten living her dream of being big and respected. <laughs> believe that makes it Theo time. Yeah, it's Theo time. Okay, so Theo grabs the glaive, plucks it from back out of the uh, the earth, and spins it around in his grip and tightens his hand up towards the base of the blade and runs Cobb's blood along the blade. And then Theo's eyes go white 
and he starts muttering under his breath as Penelope's eyes go white and he casts seeing life. And Theo doesn't know Penelope, and so all he can hope to do is offer a little bit of perspective, and he is going to show Penelope his past. Ooh, I like that very much. Are we trying to advance the redirect track, or are we trying to... Yes. Yes, I am. Well, what does Penelope see? So, Penelope sees a small, mostly broken cottage in the taiga. It's covered with lightly clinging frost, and the trees, what little trees there are, are mostly bare. Theo is standing on the cold, mostly frozen ground next to a tall woman with pale skin and black hair. She's big, uh, very tall, broad shoulders. She's got a bit of a tough look to her, and she is a bit rough and just has her hand on Theo's head and despite her rough exterior has this very kind look in her eye. And then you flash forward and you see Theo learning to cut wood from her and make a meager meal over a campfire together. And then you see her in bed looking sickly and and sweating profusely. And by now Theo is, is like a teen and then you just see him standing in the cottage alone and cutting wood alone. And then you see his father approach and put a hand on his shoulder. And then that's where the memory ends. Penelope kind of looks at you for a moment and in her normal voice kind of mutters, I'm so sorry you lost her. And yeah, you you definitely feel your corruption level kind of ebbing, pulling away from the beaches of your mind. And I'm back down to three? You are back down to three. And it's Possessipe time, I believe? It is time for Possessipe. I was hoping we could avoid saying that on my... <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> No, 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 I'm not scolding you. I was just like, I was trying so hard not to say <laughs> I, I had to try very hard to say possessed Penelope there. Yeah, ever since we got the concept for this combat, I texted Kirsten about it. Kirsten's immediate response was possessipe. And we haven't used another word since. Uh, so as Penelope is kind of shaken a bit looser from her corruption and starts to remember who she is and who her friends are, the voice starts to get angry and snakes start to gather from the underbrush and lash out at Theo. Penelope is going to use snake bite. Okay, this is two to avoid and it's two damage. I have no intention of avoiding it, so. Well, Cobb is not going to let you. (laughs) God damn you can keep, we can keep doing this all day, but I will continue to say, We can keep say, doing like, this all day, and I think we're going to. Cobb is not going to let Penelope feel awful about herself for attacking her guest when she gets <laughs> off of this. Aww. Okay, so we're going to spend one, and we're going to hurt Cobb. I can't argue with you, because I don't have rules for that yet. <laughs> when I make rules for this, you're going to be sorry. 
And as as Cobb gets gets hurt and Theo is kind of pushed out of the way of the snakes, Penelope kind of gasps out, "I'm sorry." And then the the Duke angrily is shouting in her head, "Like you're sorry? I'm the one that's trying to help you. You're supposed to listen to me. You want to let them drown you? You think that?" I chose you for no reason, and you're going to abandon me? No one abandons me. And Penelope is going to use Steve. Two? Two? Party? Anybody? We don't have two. We have one. Uh, you have three. You had four going into... Oh, well, in that case, then yes, we should probably prevent Seed. Yeah. Okay. Penelope shakes her head and starts, like, covering her ears. Ah, uh, no! No! And one last thing. Penelope is going to use warning shots. She takes out her bow and is hollers, Leave! Leave me! And she takes a shot at... A warning shot at Cobble. Okay. So we don't have two to prevent it, <clears throat> so Cobb can't roll daring for the next round. Yeah, Cobb is going to just tank it. He's not going to, like... Warning shot is not meant to hit him, but it is meant to keep him back. So he will be unable to roll daring this round. And now, I believe, speaking of this round, it's party time. We've got one left in the pool, right? We've got one left in the pool, yes. Well, here, Cobb, Cobb wants to go first to add some more to the pool, so that way okay. everybody can, can get some bonuses. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I like it when Cobb goes first, because I can reserve the right to make his rolls better. That's true. Yeah, Cobb oh, is yeah. going to roll sensitivity humanity again and point out, look, when all this is over... I'm your captain. I have to make sure that you get home to everybody safe, and I don't want you to get home to everybody and for them to not want you to be there anymore. Not. And I won't I won't let you not, hurt yourself either by attacking your friends. Not want me. You don't want me. We do, which is why it's my job to keep you with us. You should just go. Just Leave me here. And Cobb got two successes. Okay. Can I ask a clarifying question? Of course. So with my advisor ability, it specifies that I can offer a re-roll on a failed roll, but with advancing these, there's no strict failure. So is it something that would not be applicable under these circumstances, or could I still use it to try and get more to add to the pool? That's a good question. Um, I'm going to say that a failed roll is one that produces no successes. Okay. Good to know. Add to my notes. I think that Tissa is gonna season on the conversation and Tissa's gonna roll Daring Humanity to redirect. And she's gonna say something to the effect of, no, but why would we do that? Like, we were going to make a really hard journey and be willing to deal with another demon for you and like we're trying to help we're trying to all be <sighs> come down come down it's okay the drowning drowning they keep showing me drowning uh, why where did you even get the idea of drowning from he, he's in my head he's in my head he's drowning it, it's come it hurts so bad red red come down red come down uh and that is three successes on day four. So I 
That would put me at four in my assist pool if I converted that to an a success, but we wouldn't lose anything from the pool. What do you think? I mean, sounds like a plan to me. Uh, four isn't five. Yeah. Alrighty. So that's bumping redirect. So my corruption is down to two? Yeah. Okay. Red, if it's not going to work, we'll find something that's good enough, okay? I don't, I don't think I'm strong enough. He's... What are Theo's thoughts? Theo feels incredibly out of his depth dealing with all of these emotional problems of a person who doesn't know all that well. Mm, valid. So he's going to breathe very heavily, continuing to be frustrated by the constant efforts of Cobb to take hits for him, <laughs> and is going to place both of his hands across Cobb's broad back and do some magic and do summoning life and try and pull life from the ether and heal Cobb. Cobb has a better idea. Oh no, you've already taken your <laughs> turn. <laughs> you can project thoughts, right? That's the weird eyeball thing. Um, I, not exactly, sort of. She's worried about drowning, right? That's a bit specific for me. I'm kind of working with more vague ideas at the moment. <laughs> you just hate your HP so much. <laughs> I mean, part of Cobb's backstory is literally that he jumped into the world to save his captain from drowning. Oh, yeah. oh, I get what this you is mean. true. Yeah, if we want to roll that back, I can cast the same spell again, but try to use Cobb as a medium for it and project his memories. I do, is the, here's the thing, I do like that very much. Yeah. I think Theo totally goes in with the expectation to heal Cobb and then has a different thought. And when Cobb suggests that, he kind of like feels confused for a second and then is like, wait, um, all right, on you. And he again picks up the glaive and runs blood along it and then stabs it in the ground and puts both of his hands on Cobb's back and starts muttering under his breath again as Cobb's eyes go white. So we've got three in the pool. It's going to cost four to advance redirect, if that's what you're trying to do. Um, yeah, that's the ideal. Okay, so how much scatter are you spending and how much are you taking from the pool? I've got four to spend, so... Like, it, it depends how much is it gonna, how much is going to get it done is, the, I guess, the question. It would take eight in total to get it completely done. We've got three in the pool. Okay. Two and two? Sure. Yeah. Two and two. So we'll bring the party's advantage pool to one, and you will spend two scatter, and... Nick, what does Penelope see? Penelope is taken back to a uh, very turbulent waters around the huge standing... Well, I guess they're not standing stones. They're more of sinking stones that the Great Whorl lives between. And she sees a man on the edge of the deck just fall into the water, and a great mass of motion occurs as her viewpoint switches to just diving in after him and swimming as hard as possible and she gets the feel of burning lungs and straining muscles as a very large burly arm reaches out and grabs the man in the whorl and drags him up and back above the water to look up and see a whole bunch of people on board and they throw down a ladder and or throw down a rope and everyone is cheering 
And then it's over. After Penelope sees this, she's shouting out to the Duke. You, you lied to me. You told me that they were all against me. Why? I thought you were my friend. And the Duke is going to try to yell at her again um, with some seed. Hardy can't stop it. One in the pool. So your corruption level goes up to two. The snakes are angry at both Cobb and Theo, and so snake bite is going to happen twice. Okay. Nobody can stop it, so Cobb takes two, Theo takes two. No, we've still got one. Cobb can eat them both. <laughs> oh my god. Please don't. I'm changing this rule. <laughs> I'm changing that rule immediately. Listener, listener. <laughs> When the time comes for you to read Heroic Chord, there's going to be concrete rules about taking hits for people. Uh, I promise you this. As your, as your game designer, your GM, and, and your king. I promise. Okay, so Cobb takes four. Okay, and that's Kirsten's turn. Is Kirsten still, or I guess is Penelope still airborne? Mm, not high enough that it makes a mechanical difference. My thoughts was that once I bumped down to three corruption, it didn't have the same effect kind of thing. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So no, the the wings have faded. Also, I just want to, I want to make a note that Theo kind of whispers to Cobb as soon as he takes the hit again. Don't make me drag your corpse out of this field. Going to take more than that to stop me. (laughs) And Cobb is going to go first. And seeing as we've gotten Penelope a little lower, Cobb is going to roll... Uh, daring humanity and run up and give her a big hug. Aww. Aww. Are you trying to advance the pool or advance a goal? Uh, no, this is just putting stuff in the uh, the pot. Okay. So Cobb rolled really well there. Cobb got three successes and one edge success. Okay. So if you keep the edge success, I'm not going to let you take hits for people anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I will keep the edge success. Okay. That puts four in the pool. Okay. And... And Cobb just kind of, like, gives Penelope a big hug and says, come back to us, Red. We love you. Tears start to stream down her face. Tissa, Theo, your thoughts, your feelings. I am going to do one more magic. And this one is Theo tapping out because he just... (laughs) Oh, wait, hold on. I need to clarify something. So is there any more... There's no immediate threat on the field anymore because the last time she used the snakes was already taken care of. Yeah. So with the way that the initiate like the order of actions work, can I can I cast something that would preemptively take care of that action, or is that kind of getting a little too complicated? Mm. Well, that would just be to cast to put in the pool, right? I mean, in this particular circumstance, my metagame brain is going like, well, but we only need to advance redirect one more time. Uh, yeah. And so while you raise a good question, I kind of want a Gordian nod it. <laughs> yeah, understood. I I just don't know if thematic or thematically or narratively Theo's the person who can complete that. So, well, maybe this could be our chord option. Okay. How about like respite water? Ooh, yeah. I've actually got something for you if we do that. Okay. Great. Nightmares. Ah. Also, Cobb has the spell piece crew if you would like to use that. Oh, you've already acted, though. Yeah, you've I, acted. Oh. 
Well, so in that case, then <laughs> um, Bob has that piece, but you can't use it. <laughs> it's mine. So what I'm hearing is nightmares respite water. Yeah, nightmares respite water. I like that. I like that a lot. Tissa is gonna come up next to Theo, and since. Theo is always planting his glaive. Tiss is going to try to follow suit to, like, communicate that she's been paying attention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she plants her spear in the ground and holds out her hand to Theo and then holds out a hand to Penelope. And we just have to use one scatter because we've got so much of the pool left, right? <laughs> Tissa and Theo are going to bring the cleansing waters that run throughout these foothills and a benevolent moon back into Penelope's mind. I want to say as part of like the casting of that chord, Theo tries to actively be the anchor to pull the nightmares away and like pull them away so that Tissa can put forth those uh, more positive images. Nice. I like that very much. And... As Penelope sees the moon and reaches out to take the hand, the tears start to like smoke and burn a trail down her cheeks as the last of the corruption pours out of her and she accepts the hugs and the hand grasp. And then she like collapses to the ground. And I think as Penelope kind of collapses into the the arms of her friends, that it's memory time. I loved just the whole, it's such a neat, it was a neat combat. And it was very sweet how everyone was like, Penelope, we're here for you. It was, it was real good. And it was fun to kind of take a different uh, approach to combat. Mm. Yeah, the encounter was really cool. I wish I'd been more aggressive with the corruption level so you guys could see what the higher levels are like. Mm. Oh, there's some fun things. I'm kind of glad we didn't because I don't think Cobb could uh, tank much more of that. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one that kept deciding to jump in. Yeah. Yeah, I am like at, I think I'm at, you know, I am at nine and four for my like scatter and assist pool. But uh, Tissa has full HP, so that's okay. Like, it didn't occur to Penelope to attack her, which is kind of funny. (laughs) My memories are that I built Theo specifically as a character who didn't care if he got hurt, and boy, did that not matter. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, you had a character who cared too much if you got hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Aww. I think the next stern talking to that Theo gives is going to be maybe Cobb instead of Penelope. That was not the plan. (laughs) My memory was Theo finally getting to live his dream of punching Penelope in the face. Yeah. It wasn't quite the like rolling in the dirt, like two children fighting that I was imagining it as, but it's, it's still good. All right. Thank you very much for playing with me, everyone. It was a blast. This was a good time. This was a really good one. Our Wednesday reschedule turned out really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just got to roll with things. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to us, listener. 
we appreciate you a great deal. Yes, we do. And if you ever feel a snake demon telling you we're trying to drown you, rest assured we're not. <laughs> we aren't. Because we care about you. Mm-hmm. But if you want to let us know about that snake demon so we can go punch it, how can we find out about that, cat? You can let us know about the snake demon telling you lies. <laughs> you can let us know about the snake demon trying to tell you lies on Twitter at Peach Garden RPGs or on our website, peachgardengames.com. There's a form you can fill out. And if you come into the Be Gay Roll Dice Network Discord, we're there to listen to stories about the demon who's telling you we're trying to drown you. Mm-hmm. You can hear the whispers. And share them with us. Took me a second, but I got in character. I'm good. Yep. Dylan, where can people who want more Dylan find you? Yeah, people can find me on Twitter at lasers with a Z underscore forever, where I will be live tweeting the uh, final stages of the first build of my game system. So stoked. Woohoo. God, I'm so stoked. I'm very excited. It's some anime shit. (laughs) Well, I mean, hey, we are all about anime bullshit here. So good. Okay. I believe the only thing we have to do is cue the ad for our network friends and say a fond goodbye to our listener. We love you so much. Bye, listener. We love you. See you next time. Bye-bye. Catch you next time. Bye. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. The year is 2225, and the end of the universe is nigh. Welcome to the Junket Podcast. The Junket Podcast is an actual play and really gay TTRPG adventure currently running the Maelstrom campaign, a science fiction take on Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition featuring spaceships, space aliens, and a whole bunch of space gays. Follow a found family of misfits and miscreants on a cosmic caper that features science and magic, love, loss, and a whole lot of laughter. Who knows, maybe they'll even save the universe or something along the way. Did that tickle your fancy? If it did, new episodes launch every other Thursday at 5pm GMT on all major and minor podcasting platforms. See you soon in the Maelstrom Galaxy.